Night, Chasing the Rainbows, with your host, Bernice Quisenberry. This week's episode is Healthy Boundaries, and it's with Brie and B. Welcome, Brie. Hello. Yes. Nice to see you. Nice to see you, too, and thanks for being here. Of course. Yeah, this segment is all about, um, after you know we go through our losses, the healthy boundaries that we have to set for ourselves to put ourselves first, especially when we're in that survival mode, self-preservation, and self-love to get us through those intense beginning stages of grief and trauma on mm. our journeys. Yeah, it's very important to set up boundaries. Absolutely. And I think sometimes, at least for myself, it felt very almost like isolating mm. and daunting when I had to do it and almost overwhelming because of everything else I had going on. That's interesting you say that because it is you already feel isolated and it's like by setting boundaries, you're isolating yourself more, but they're healthy boundaries. They're boundaries, I think, that help you to grow um, not necessarily meant to isolate you more even though they can feel that way right and I I almost needed boundaries too to help like when I was trying to process everything in the whirlwind of events that happened you know with the traumatic loss and you know everything that we experienced and I was just trying to gain my bearings Mm. I felt like yeah I really needed to um, set boundaries because I couldn't really worry about anybody else outside of our immediate family at that point when I think that's the it's it's um there's several times in your life, I think, when you need to set boundaries and put yourself first. Yes. And I think a lot of us tend to put others first. Yes. And um, yes. by setting a healthy boundary, is um, it, it's okay to be selfish in right. that instance because it's important in, in the process of healing. Right. And at the beginning, too, I, I remember because before you know losing Brooke, I was always the one that was such a people pleaser, mm. always wanted to be the positive, outgoing one, yep. and was always there for others. And I made it a point, like I went out of my way to be there for others, like when they were experiencing anything. Yeah. But also, I was the one that was always reaching out first, you know, yep. sending text messages, thinking it's exhausting. of you. It is exhausting. Yeah. Well, then taking hindsight, you know, when we lost Brooke, then I just couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't take that time to be that person. Well, and I'm not that person anymore after what we went through. Yeah. And and I, I was, so I'm naturally the same way and it's very, um, I, I thrive on it normally, Yes, but when you experience a loss, suddenly that's, you know, you're not thriving on that anymore. It's becomes a chore and exhausting and like, I have now, I'm back into that mode yes. again. I'm at a healthy place, but like it took me a long time to get back to that because frankly, I was just exhausted, like yeah. mentally, emotionally, physically exhausted. And like you're putting so much energy into just getting yourself out of bed and putting one foot in front of the other. You don't have the energy to, um, you know, give to others like you would normally give. And taking on their emotions and like yes. how they're processing and healing, you know, with everything that we went through because, you know, they're feeling it yeah. in different dynamics and stuff like that. So, yeah. but, you know, I find it interesting because it was like, I am not the same person that I was before Brooke. And, but I am now finding some of the qualities that I had and characteristics that I am using again, like mm. the check-ins with people, like I'm doing that again. Yeah. I'm not doing it as frequently. Yeah. And I'm allowing myself to have a couple days if it takes me a couple days yeah and um I'm not the same person I used to be but but you're right like it's still like I have some of those qualities well trauma changes you yeah you know I think you learn um what the importance of taking care of yourself yes and um setting those like boundaries of like okay I'm going to do some check-ins but 
you know, I, I'm the kind of person like I'll I'll go out and buy them a gift and drop it off. And yep. like and like I kind of cut dinners, back like, on that things, a little yeah. bit just yeah. because like I realized for my own mental space, like I can't be so busy and caring about others that I stop caring about myself. 100% right. And I and I think that's so important is that self-care piece yeah. and realizing that that's what we need to do, especially when we're in this survival mode. Yep. Because it's more important uh, than ever. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And taking that time for ourselves. And then also knowing what we need. I think that was the hardest thing was learning mm. um, during the process too. Like as in, um, you know, outside of already trying to grieve and, and process everything was what do I need as a person? Like, what do mm. I need help with or what do I need to ask for yeah. in those moments? And I think that's different for everybody, depending on what, yes. where you find exhaustion, yeah. like what exhausts you. Right. Right. So like, those are the, the basic needs that I think, um, that, that you wish people would come alongside and help you with. Yeah. But I think it's different for everybody. So right. it's hard. There's not like a one size fits all. Right. Everybody needs right. um, someone to clean their house. Like maybe that's therapeutic to you and you want to clean your own house. Exactly. Um, maybe like by getting people a meal train. Like, yeah. So like cooking, yeah. does that exhaust you or does that give you joy? Exactly. So I think it's different for everybody. But yeah, just trying to figure that out is really hard it is it is and and you know living this new life now right and and it does it I mean depending on the person it can change you when we go through these traumatic losses and for me it did so like I was trying to figure out even what I enjoyed anymore what mm. um you know who I was what I believed in yeah. all of those things because well, you question everything yeah. after the yeah. after a loss like that you just you're like losing our babies your yeah, world got flipped upside yeah. down and all of a sudden you're just like what what even brings me happiness anymore? What, right? You know, because when you've been through something so traumatic, um, it's hard to even see beyond your circumstance. Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. And yeah, so in the beginning, it was so imperative for me to set those boundaries for self love. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I mean, just starting with the workplace, even because you know you get a couple days to grieve, unless you're out on medical leave from your procedure and things. But for us, you know, our circumstance was um, we were like six weeks in the NICU and. Brooke passed. So I was already through my medical leave at that point. So I got three days to grieve and mm. had to return. And so it was like, okay, um, crazy. It is. And so, you know, I had to learn, especially, you know, with friends, loved ones to compartmentalize mm. because I felt like everyone was so involved in our loss when it was happening because yeah. like, you know, I was, I was reaching out to people, you know, reaching back out to them, um, letting them know what happened or they found out what happened. And when I had to return to the workplace, going in front of business clients and things like that, and also, you know, coworkers, for my own self, I had to learn, okay, like, and I almost like went in opposite where I completely shut down and kept myself very tunnel focused and allow myself to talk about anything personal at work because it would bring up those emotions and feelings. And I didn't know how I was going to react because I could just have a meltdown, especially in that early stages, just like you know, oh, yeah. and to come well, back out of it is so hard. Yeah, and it, it can come out of nowhere, too. Right. And, and yeah, just trying to compartmentalize everything. And you do, you, it's 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 such a strange thing because it's like everyone is there, right? right. And like everyone's, and it's almost like, to me, everyone's attention during that time is kind of like holding you up. And like, right. it's like you're not having to walk on solid ground because they're lifting you and like carrying you. And then all of a sudden they like plop you back on the ground. Yeah. And it's like, you're on good luck, sister. Like you're on your own. Yeah. And um, to me, that was so hard because 
it was almost worse. Yeah. Because it's like you've got all these people that care, at least you think they do, and a lot of them do truly care, but like how much of it was just for to find out what's going oh. on or, you know. Which ones were genuine, which ones were yeah, there to and gossip. it's hard to decipher because, you know, when you're when you're in this moment of really needing people yeah, and they're there, but then all of a sudden you get dropped like a hot potato and it's like, good luck, and suddenly everyone's gone, um, that's really that's really hard and I, I it almost makes you feel even more lonely yeah um because you're like where are all these people now right and then it's you know for yourself too like for me returning to work I almost had to start like and it's and it's so hard to do and and you know like where's that fine line because like you don't want to stuff your feelings because you know you yep. should be more outward with them you honest and genuine with them but just for yourself to make it through a day a work yeah. day and where I wasn't just like trauma dumping on yeah. everybody I was like stuffing it but I was not okay on the inside but on the outside I looked like I was okay yep. so like it was just like trucking along and things like that but realistically inside I was like I'm not being my true self yeah and it is a fine line because you you want people to talk about your baby of and course, what happens, yes. but at the same time, it's like Only a time and a place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, it's almost, yeah, right. You, you want to do it with the people that you trust the most because yes. it is it is hard to just um, randomly start talking about it with somebody who is just a passing by. Like, hey, how you doing? Yes, and then. <laughs> But you don't want to say I'm fine because you're not fine. But you don't want to get into it. It right. it can be hard. So it is. It's it's a whole like, and that's why I think you know we do need more time here in our society, America, that yeah. um, we get more time to take that so we can process everything. Yep. So we're not doing all those things, and then we're not facing this, and we're not forced into situations that yes. are we're not ready for. Absolutely, and you know they say like I think it's like $70 billion a year or something is lost in the workplace with grief. Mm. And I could see why. Yeah. Um, because people are returning to work too soon. Yeah. And I mean, really, what are they doing? How are they actually They're not processing? I mean, you're not. Employees. You're not. 100, no. 100% not. Um, so, yeah. I mean, it's just that. But, um, you know, you, you do want to think people have the best intentions, like you're saying, right? But it's like, who is there to actually like not be in the know yeah. they just really want to know and, and they care about you and be there to listen to you um and then you know yeah and then after living you know after we lost our babies um and then just trying to figure out those people and to process that on top of everything else we're processing oh, you're already deciphering so much and yeah. then trying to decipher that on top of it yeah, yeah. i felt like my bs reader and my like i couldn't cut through yeah. all that um, during that time, because well, I'm not thinking clearly. Yeah, yeah, it's too much. Absolutely. Um, something else I had to try to be okay with, and and learning to be okay with, was um, when people were texting to reach out, and I was taking a couple days to reply to them because mm -hmm. I just wasn't there, and. And I had to get myself mentally and emotionally prepared to, to have those conversations and then returning phone calls and things like that outside of the workplace, right? So like these personalized conversations that I was going to have, I, it was so hard yeah. um, getting there to that point of, you know. Building yourself up and yeah. preparing for that. Yeah. And and I, I'm a, um, if you don't hear from me in like two hours, something's terribly wrong with me kind of person. Like typically yes. with my texting and reaching out to people now unless I have a busy day but like typically I get back to people right away and giving myself grace I think to allow a couple of days to pass if I need to because you're not always going to be in that mindset of I'm prepared to respond to you right and being okay with that um 
yeah, oh, yeah. It, it, it can be it can be hard because especially if you have a tendency to be on top of stuff like that. Absolutely. And then, yeah, you just, you do, you want to return the phone calls, the texts, because you feel yeah. obligated to, because they're taking that time. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, well, I don't want them to stop reaching out to me yes. because it does mean Again, so much. that fine line. Yeah. Yep. And then it's like, you know, at that two and three month mark, I felt like after Brooke, I like so many were starting to slow down and that's mm. when I almost felt like I needed people the most. Yeah. And that's, that's, um, so I had, I don't know if I've ever shared this before, but I had somebody who um, sent me a card. Yes. Like two or three months after the loss. And it was somebody who had experienced a loss. And to me, that meant the world because it was at that point, the two to three months after that, like everyone kind of goes kind of leaves yeah I mean they might check in occasionally but like that full-on attention is gone yeah and um they go back to their lives and you're feeling more isolated than ever and I got a card in the mail just like uplifting me and just saying like you know I understand what you're feeling right now the world's going back to normal and you're still your world's still standing still and, and that meant the world I'll never forget that because it's so true. That's the time frame. That's you're really the most vulnerable. Really, um, and I, I'll never forget that. And I, I try to do the same thing for people. Absolutely. And I think, well, you know, we try to do that with our mentorships and and also with just check ins yeah. with our survivors and stuff because it really is those months, those years mm. after. It's it's still checking in with people who have lost babies, even. 10, 15, 20 yeah. years, you know, ago. Yeah. Just having other survivors to be in your corner and in your community. Because I'm telling you, like every time I have a conversation with another baby loss survivor, it's like we have this instant connection yeah. and we can just all of a sudden just pick up where we are. Yep. Like you can just recognize, I think, cause you recognize the depths of what they're feeling right. like, and it's, it's not something you can really explain to somebody who hasn't gone through it. Right. So there, I think there's that instant connection just because like, you understand like yes. you get where they're at right now and there's no judgment yes and that's like the biggest gift you can give somebody who's going through a loss absolutely agreed yeah and it's um you know and something else so interestingly enough right like going from having conversations and texting and being okay with yourself with those things um I also had to set boundaries with making plans so mm -hmm. like with people who I made plans with like letting them know okay I would like to make these plans with the attention or the um, the intention that I am going to come to it. But I don't know how I'm going to be feeling that day, especially in that first like year or two. Like yeah. so like I would like to at, in this moment, I want to come out. I want to do this, go out to eat with you, whatever the case is. Um, but just wanted to be upfront with you of something where it's because of this reason. And I think being upfront is the key there. Yes. Because if they're a true friend or yes. family, they're going to totally understand, yeah. like saying my intention is to be there. However, just a heads up, like if I'm having a bad day, I may need to cancel. I'm so sorry. Ahead of time, like yeah. I hope you understand. And yeah. they will. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know what's interesting is too when we started, um, you know, after our lost journey after Brooke, we um, I really did lose some people in my life. Yeah. Um, and it was through me not being the one to reach out to them first. It was me, you know, them not knowing how to handle me on my worst days. Yeah. Also me having to cancel last minute even though I was upfront about it and and tried to voice it as much as possible but it is what it is well, and I think when you're so when people get so used to you being a certain way yes. like you're pretty so you're always so positive and happy <laughs> and like and then suddenly when and, and they like that about you right so right. but then suddenly you're not that way and they're like oh like I don't want to 
that's not yeah. what I signed up for. Yeah. Like that's not the Bernice I know. And like right. that can make put people off. Yeah. Um, but it's those people who love you at your worst Agreed. and you, you know, when you're, Agreed. whether you're happy Bernice or sad Bernice, like yeah. they love you. And, yeah. and those are the people that are, you should yeah. keep in your corner. Absolutely. Invest the time in, right. Yep. And, and to keep investing in yep. and, and having, you know, in your life. And, and it's hard to let go of those other relationships. Oh, it is. You Especially know? during this time. Especially when you think too, that it's, it was genuine. Right. Like it, it's almost like a, a, a another breakup. Loss. Yeah. It's another well, yeah. loss. Cause yeah. you're, you're like, oh gosh, I mean, it's like I the really subsequent was... losses that yeah. you don't talk like a lot yes. of people don't talk about, but this is one of them. Then you're grieving the loss of a friendship yep. that you thought was, you know, authentic and yep. you're grieving all yep. over again. Yeah. And it just like adds on and then it adds on to that pain. But then like, and two, I would obsess about things then mm. I would like replay the tape of, oh, yeah. was it my fault or did, did I, I do something? something? Yeah. Yes. Or how could I have handled this differently? And because like right now I'm already filled with so much of that, like shame, blame and guilt that's fueling my trauma, you know, from losing Brooke. Yeah. And as you know, the, the mom and, you know, just you feel all these things, you question everything. Yeah. You're then also questioning yourself. Was it me? Yeah. And it's interesting. But I mean, seeing it on the outside, then it was like, you know what this this did? Like, I can at least see that this was meant to happen. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, you know, also, too. If I would always say this too, if someone and I, we made plans, right? And they needed to change the plans. Mm. I was working up to it for days, like emotionally, mentally. To prepare like, for the event yes, or whatever. to prepare for yeah. whatever we were going to do. If it was a couple hours outing out, like yeah. in our pedicures, it manicures. It takes mental preparation. Yes. It's a, it, Yeah. You wouldn't think, but when you're going it's through exhausting. <laughs> grief like that, yes. it is exhausting and it does. It takes a lot of mental preparation yes. to just go out to dinner or oh whatever. Oh my goodness, I know, right? And just getting yourself there so if somebody cancels on you yes or says to you you know oh, can we push it back or whatever I'm yeah. like whoa like I was prepared for yeah like from five to seven or you know whatever that time frame was they don't realize um, the prep work that went into yes preparing for that and that conference or that dinner or that outing yeah so like you know I might have been flexible before obviously if we had to change things a half an hour or hour but then it's like it's okay like I had to be okay with just canceling or rescheduling then yeah. can we move it to another day even though I did all that prep work <laughs> leading up to it and like was yeah. really like you know and I was looking genuinely looking forward to seeing that person it's not that it's yeah. just though I had you know I need to be okay with myself and give myself that grace if I need to do those things well and I think too that you just saying that about the disappointment of, yes so it's not even just like it's the preparation but then it's the disappointment of maybe it was something that you were actually genuinely for once was looking forward to doing something right. And then the disappointment of it is Yeah, hard. and now all of a sudden it changed or it's getting moved or whatever the case is. And it's like, oh, my goodness. Well, and I don't like, know about you, but for me, I'd be like, oh, my gosh, is it me? Like, do they right? not want to hang out? with Like, right. I, oh, I, that I always dark, go there. I know, because I do, too. <laughs> and it's like, is it the dark cloud that I always yeah. feel like I'm bringing into a room yes. or I'm bringing around people? And they just don't want to be with me. Yes, yep. yes. And is it something I did? I know. All of a sudden it goes right there. Always. I know. And always. then And then I also think, like, are they only getting together with me because I did lose my baby? Yeah. You know, and that they oh want to spend gosh. time. What are like, their intentions? Are you going to enjoy my company? Because I'm really feeling like I'm not in enjoyment right yep. now. Oh my gosh. I'm like, what are you trying to do? Like, are, yes. like what's your hidden Question agenda? everything. Yes. And it's, and then I had to realize like the people that I did have in my life after we lost Brooke, like the ones that were really close still and, and close knit and, you know, sat with me during my worst days Yeah, are the ones that I know. I'm like, no, I can trust them. Yeah. I need to remember that. You know, like, their intentions know, are good. Yes. It's truly something going on. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And then like you can see it and, and you know, like, yeah. And yeah. But 
But I think our BS meter, you know, <laughs> really does go off when we're dealing with this kind of thing because we get to see the beautiful and the ugliness, right, in mm. relationships. And something that I feel like I was given was to see, okay, who do I want to give my time to? And that actually means something now because yeah. we know how short and how precious life is that who do I want to share that time with because I want to make memories with. And and those memories, because we know now we don't get those memories with our babies, yeah. but we get to make memories with other people. And when we're giving that to someone, like that is truly precious. a precious gift yeah. that we're giving this our time now. Yeah. And it's like that they actually want to spend that time with us and we want to do the same right it's like intentional mm -hmm. now it is intentional and I think that's that's part of the whole healthy boundaries is yes. like who do you want intentionally want to give your time to because you do now realize that time is precious yeah. and it's not you know Freely running given. yourself ragged and for people and and things that are not worthy of your time yeah um you learn that lesson absolutely during tragic events like this yeah and I think it took it took going through this for me to see some of that. Yeah. And, and, you know, today I am grateful for having those, you know, authentic relationships that I do and those people that I want to give my time to and have that time with. Yeah. Learning and growing within yourself and yeah. within your relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, and knowing, too, like our circle, right? Mm, like in our yeah. community. Like I want to be with people who get me. Yeah. Like on all levels, too. So yep. there's that. But yeah, um, you know, I also had to set boundaries with social media. I had to stay off of socials for, for sure. a while. Um, and I, I know we've talked about this in other podcasts and we talked about it around the holidays, especially doing that as well. But I really um, could not see like the baby pictures and mm. like pregnancy photos and things of people that were going on around. Um, and I wanted to be happy for them. It's And I didn't wish ill on them. And it's not that I didn't want to be. And especially some like my close, some of my close ones that were, you know, going through pregnancy and having babies. But um, I was jealous and envious oh, of what 100%. they were going through. Uh -huh. I think that, and just to self-protect. That was for sure the number one reason why I stayed off socials during yep. that time because um, it was jealousy. Yes. A hundred percent jealousy. Yeah. And just, it ate at me. Yes. And I, I recognized that it was very unhealthy yeah. for me to put myself, it's like, there's a fire over there. Let me go willingly walk into the fire. Like, why would you do that to yourself? Yes. You know? And I think, um, sometimes it feels good. I think we have yeah. this weird tendency to like want to walk into that fire and like yeah. self-pity and like get yeah. into that wallow zone. in it just for a little bit yeah, yeah. and and that's okay but i yeah. think recognizing that it's healthier to put up that wall and boundary around that fire temporarily yeah, yeah. until you get to a healthier space and i did i felt so disconnected from like like when I disconnected, when I finally did not get on social medias, I felt so disconnected from the world as yeah. in like, I didn't really know what was happening. Um, I found out like news things that happen on socials. Like I found out, you know, d things like with people in our lives. And I was like, you know what, whatever I'm supposed to be meant to know about, or yeah. I realized too, then how fake social media can be as yeah. well. It's not, you know, because my loved ones are going to tell me if something happens in our family. Yeah. Um, well, friends think, are going to tell me. And I think that goes and, to like, well, what do we do before social media? Right. You know, like we found out 
and I think this is where before social media, we didn't overload ourselves with other people's burdens. Right. Like we are right. burdens of others came from those closest to us because they're they if there was a burden, they called you or yes. they texted you or whatever, or emailed you. But like now you go on social and it's like you see all these things that just weigh you down, whether they're good things or bad things, they can weigh you right. down. And it's not in- intentional, but it's like. It's it's senseless um, burdens yeah. that you it, when you're going through a loss that you just don't need that added you weight don't. pressure. Yes, and it's... so like staying off social suddenly you don't see you don't have that added weight. Yes, and it's lifted off of you, yes. and like the the burden just seems lighter. It does, and I think at first like I was looking at it like I said like the disconnection like yeah. I because you don't you don't feel connected then to what you're normally connected to in life. You're going back to a true connection. Yeah, how it used to be. Yes. Yeah. Um, and also you know that goes back to also like commercials and TV. Oh yeah. We were you know just before we got on the podcast we were talking about this. I was watching um I think it was on Hulu or or Prime Video but something with ads and I normally don't because we you know usually stream and have you know subscriptions to things but all of a sudden it was showing about the whooping cough vaccine and it was a woman giving birth to her baby and then being put on her chest and I was like oh my goodness like if I was watching that you know right after losing Brooke like mm, that would be a huge trigger huge for trigger. me and like they're not thinking about this and that's the clientele that they're doing they're not thinking about the one in four watching this right now and also like a tv show you know I was watching Virgin River on Netflix the other the other week and all of a sudden you know she's going through a miscarriage and it's that mm. bleeding and like you know things that us survivors have to deal with and, and have seen and experienced yeah. um, going into the bathroom and then all of a sudden going into and, and there's no preparing you for no that because if you're watching preparing. a show where is yeah. the trigger warning well and that's almost like before the show there there should be some kind of trigger yes, warning for anything yes. and for any situation. Exactly. Like if they do like it for a, violence. Yeah, exactly. They have the ratings for violence, sexual nudity. Yeah. But what about like the emotional or the traumatic things that happen? Like, yeah. why aren't they like warning or like death is going to be on here? Yes. Great. Please warn us. Yes. Like, and I'm not saying that they need to go through every warning, but just knowing that, okay, there's going to be a baby loss. This on could here. be a sensitive or, topic yes, for somebody. Yes. Yeah. Um, they do it for suicides now, which I think is yes, great. They yes. should do that. I agree. Um, and, and so it's just like anything else. Like there, there should be that. Yeah. Uh, so it's hard to avoid it though. It's like yeah. if you don't know it's coming. Yeah. But I stayed so disconnected from everything. Like I was disconnected. I got the news through my husband. Like he would come home from work, because um, you know my. We've talked about this. My spouse was the one that like he could continue to yeah. like he needed to move on. Like he needed to keep ki- going into work. He needed to work overtime. He needed to do house projects. He needed to stay busy. I needed to sit and process everything. So like he would come home and he would give me what was going on in the world because I couldn't mm. watch because you never knew what was going to come up. One, he could probably filter that for you. He could. Thank you. So goodness. like it was just stuff that he knows you can handle. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because like you said, that heaviness of mm-hmm. knowing everything that was happening during that time. Even in the if world. it's unrelated to yes. what you're going through. Like, like, it's just added weight. Like a world disaster. You yes. know, like that would have been yep. so heavy on me at that time. And I would have felt like, how can I take on any more stuff? Mm-hmm. I would have been drowning again. Yep, for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, so a couple things that I did to protect myself. And and as I was setting up these boundaries, one was making sure that I was keeping everything in check, right? Mm-hmm. So like I was like talking to my husband about getting a second opinion that I trusted from my trauma therapist mm-hmm. from, you know, another survivor. Like, am I in the wrong here? Like, and, and making sure that I was saying both sides very clearly and openly and honestly so I could get really good feedback mm-hmm. because I would obsess about things and I was like, why do I keep doing this to myself? So yeah. 
I think having others to hear their perspectives yes. and to gain their opinions was so important. Well, because your perspective so warped in yes. that moment. Like you're, you know, so having somebody speak into you yes. is And you don't know if important. you can trust your opinion at yeah. that point because of oh, everything you just went through, your trauma. Sure. Like you're just trying to learn you're what you can. You're not thinking clearly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also having that exit planning and safe spaces. So like I definitely, this was like going into that preparation of preparing to go out or, you know, going mm-hmm. to dinner or going out in public. It was like, okay, if I'm feeling this certain way, where can I go? Okay. Yeah. I'm going to drive separate or I'm going to do this or like have my husband with me or have, you know, someone yeah. with me. And it was like just going through and it's exhausting thinking about it again. Yeah. But I really didn't need that in that time. Yeah. Because I needed to be able to, okay, if this happens, route. I don't yep. need to feel guilty or bad about nope. it. Nope. And I think that's a fantastic idea because I think yeah. it's super important and it's important that you feel safe. Yes. No matter where you are, you have safe people with you. Yes. And um, if you, you have a moment or there's something that happens that you're like, you just know you can't handle it, you yeah. have to be able to get out of there. Yeah. Like for a whole day trip. For example, yeah. that would have been off the table at that point yep. because it was just too much in one day. Yep. But a couple hours I could try really hard to musker up. And, yep. and, and I wanted to do, obviously, too. Right. Um, yeah. But it is. It's that additional planning that you never thought about. And then it's also being comfortable with expressing, you know, my own grief and your grief, mm-hmm. right? Like with others, like beforehand, like when we make plans, just in case I cancel them, just wanted to make sure you knew. And ones that love you and accept you and, and are there with you fully engaged in what you're going through, they will know. They'll be fine with it. hundred percent. Yeah. So I think it is, I mean, that's really when you separate like losing those fake relationships yeah. and gaining or, you know, even um, expanding upon those really meaningful ones. Well, and I think that's important, too. Like, you may lose some relationships, but I think the ones that are, um, the people that are the, truly there for you will be enhanced. Those relationships yeah. will be enhanced. So, like, it's like you're losing, but... Honestly? You probably would, probably would have lost them eventually anyways if they weren't true relationships, but, like, the ones that are most meaningful become even more meaningful. It was really interesting, because I said to my husband, like... Before losing Brooke, and we've talked about this numerous times, I had a huge quantity of friends. Yeah. I probably had like 30 or 40 that were like, you know, I, I felt like we're our genuine friends. Now I have a handful, maybe six or seven, yeah. that are my genuine connected friends, and that's who it is. Yep. Outside of, you know, my sisters, and, you right. know, but, but I consider my sisters part of our friend group, you know? Yeah. But it is like having, they're it. It's not necessarily about the quantity, it's yes, the quality. Yes, it's the quality now. And yeah. that's really what it comes down to. And I think that's just part of um, lessons learned. Um, and, you know, things as you go through grief and trauma, you you realize things. And it's I think the that's quality, one of it. quality of your time. Yeah. It's the quality of the relationships. It's the quality of, you know, how you're using your life and what you're doing with it. And yeah. it's finding all of those different things, the qualities that are going to add to your life and not take away because yeah. you know now. The importance of life yeah. and yeah, the how short it is and you want to fill it with embrace. quality things. Yeah. Embrace yeah. it with all quality. I yeah. agree. Yeah. So... Well, oh, thank you so much for everyone who tuned in today. Please follow or subscribe to our podcast to help us reach more of us survivors so we can unite all together because we are always with you, fertility loss, pregnancy loss, and baby loss survivors. Until next time. Thanks for listening. Thank you.